welcome to the Pumping Irony Podcast. This is a podcast where three friends, all living in Columbia, Maryland, talk about things we like and dislike. It has been a while, but we are back in the room together. I think we say that every single time. I know. <laughs> well, until, it's been a while, but we're back. Until things change. Right. <laughs> That'll be the standard line. Um, be a good name for the podcast. Yeah. It's been, been a while, while but, we're <laughs> but we're back. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we yeah. talk about things things we dislike. We go around and uh, talk about things we like first, and then we reverse order and talk about things we dislike. You guys have heard uh, the, this podcast before. This is our 18th episode, and um, before we begin, in we've been last few podcasts have been talking about Star Wars news. It's been a while, Gotta but there, the Star Wars news. There is some Star Wars news. Yes. Yeah, so. Uh, this is really quick, just that they have released a, um, a date for Star Wars Episode Nine. That'll be May, uh, I don't know, May something, May 19th, oh, right. 26th of 2019. So they're not waiting till Christmas time no. to do it. So we get, we get Last Jedi this Christmas, right. Han Solo in May of 2018, and then Star Wars Episode Nine in May of yep. 2019. Although the last two Star Wars movies were both supposed to come out during the summer, and they both got pushed to Christmas. But, so yeah. Take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Um, yeah, so I'm excited about Star Wars. Oh, and also, out there is an 8-bit um, trailer of the uh, the Last Jedi teaser trailer. Someone did an 8-bit version. Really? <laughs> it's pretty funny. I'll put a link into that, into the, the show notes. So that's pretty funny. So that's that's quick. That's quick. Quick Star Wars news. So we'll get into our, our regular scheduled program. And I'm going to go first um, this time. And I want to talk about a couple bands that I saw in concert together. Um, this will be last month now. Um, the bands are Arizona and Coin. Arizona is spelled, you know, it's all spaced out. Arizona, they guess to be cool. Um, and they always their hashtag is the band, not the state. So um, two bands, they're they're uh, they both formed at um, music colleges. Um, Arizona, a couple guys were going to a Berkeley College of Music, and then Coin, uh, they were all met at Belmont University in cool. Nashville, Tennessee. So I'll talk I'll talk about Coin first. Um, they just uh, a couple months ago, I think in April, they released their second album called "How Will You Know If You Never Try," which I love the title. And these, these, like I said, these guys met at, at college in in Nashville. They're a, they're a four piece, and uh, Chase is their lead singer. He plays synths, and Ryan plays drums. Joe plays lead guitar, and Zach plays bass guitar. And uh, I, I saw them in concert at uh, U Street Music Hall down in in DC. And um, I've liked them for a while. Like I said, I, they came out with a um, their first album in 2015. Actually, they had two EPs before that that were like 2012 and 2013. So they've been a band for a while. They've been like you know um, putting their time in, you know, re- probably recording and, and playing live shows mm-hmm. and around Nashville and and, and working the scene. You know, but yeah, so they they um, they released a, their first album. It was a, a major label release on Columbia, and um, and I'll play a little bit of the first song that, that you might have heard before because it was all over and two years ago. But it was called Run.
that's their first single, um, Run. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that song. It was yeah. know, all over the place. Was it used in any commercials or anything? Um, no, I think it was probably commercials, TV shows. Um, okay, yeah. And uh, what I like about the band, real quick, if I could talk about their like their their aesthetic or their artwork. Mm-hmm. So like their first album, you know, is pretty much all white. Even like their um, uh, even like singles and stuff like that. They had a kind of a, a oh, yeah, white, like a minimalist. Yeah, uh, very minimalist. And then look. this last album is like all red, and so like all of their promotional material yeah. is it's very minimal, minimalist. Very, cool. um, you know, kind of. So I don't know what they're gonna do. Going to blue, blue on their next album. I don't know, you know, white, red, and blue. Um, so I, I kind of like this their their aesthetic, and mm-hmm. you know, it's very simple and and uh, and clean. And uh, but they're a really good band, and, and they sound really good. And I, like I said, I, I've been listening to their first album for a couple of years, and I was really excited about their second album. And then getting to see them in concert, just I mean, they are so good and. Um, very energetic. The lead singer, super energetic. His name is Chase. I, m- I met him after the show and just talked to me. I mean, super nice guy. Also, you know, just very gracious about you know people coming out to see them and it's just a, you know very very happy and 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 a lot, lot of joy in their music. Mm-hmm. Um, and it came came across in a live show and the, and the audience was just like you know it was a pretty fired up crowd. Um, and and so I'll play some of their their uh, their new songs. That are very, it's very catchy. It's kind of like alternative pop rock, but very, very catchy. Um, gets you up, gets you, gets you dancing around. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's Coin. And then on the other side, the opening band was Arizona, which is a band that I've like. I just heard one song um, that I just downloaded. You know, I go through Apple Music sometimes, mm-hmm. and I see music, and I said that looks interesting. So I'll you know just buy the single, or now on Apple Music, you just download the single, and. Um, and so, and this so I first heard the song "Oceans Away," and it must have been, oh my gosh, almost a year now, maybe when I first heard it. Our first single, Oceans Away. Like I said, I've been listening to that for a long time, and I like listened to it a bunch of times. Then I finally said, I wonder if they have any other songs out there. So I actually went and <laughs> checked it out, do. and they had, yeah. they had all these sing- singles out. So um, you know, they spent all of like 2016 working on their debut album, which was released on on May 19th, and and they got major label. They got like a, a, a subset of like Atlantic Records. So immediately they're like in their in a major label presence. Um, they're a three piece. Zach is is our lead singer, and then Nate plays keyboards, and um, I think his name is Dave is is their guitar player. So when I saw them in concert, they had a live drummer, but mm-hmm. you know on their recorded music it sounds like it's all all programmed. But it's got a very good beat to it, so it's kind of like beat driven, um, kind of pop rock, um, and so you know. I really en- enjoyed listening to them, and so when I saw that the, Arizona was playing for Coin, I was really cool. super happy. And so they played a lot of 
a lot of the songs I, I'd known before, so I was mm-hmm. able to sing along. <laughs> and and for you know opening band who at that point when I saw them in concert, their first album wasn't even released. The, the crowd was pretty uh, pretty jazzed about them also. So they had a good a good turnout. Mm-hmm. I will say <laughs> um, that. The lead singer looks nothing like his voice. Like when I when I heard the music, I had, not, I had no idea what they looked like. So when I saw them in concert, I'm like, wow! I did not expect that voice to be coming out of that guy. Not, I mean, nothing bad about it, you know. But it's just um, how does he, he look? Uh, he looks normal. He's, oh, he's okay. short hair, beard, you know. Um, and I, I I don't know. I, I don't know what. I, What's what your I, picture? Man? I don't know what I envisioned. <laughs> I don't know what I envisioned. I, I maybe someone taller. He's a little shorter. Um, and dark hair. I, I, some like some British rocker looking dude. I don't know why his, but the tone of his voice um, is just totally different than what I I saw uh-huh. um, when I saw him in concert. So not, not no slight against him, you know. But it was it was just like one of oh I didn't make that voice to come out of that guy. Um, but he's really good. He busted out the trumpet on one song nice. a little bit. Um, and uh, yeah, so so that's Arizona and Coin. Check them out. They're, they're both out there. They they paired really well in concert together. Um, and now Arizona, after one album, they're actually doing like a headlining club tour. So I'm going to go back to U Street Music Hall in September and see them again. So um, if anyone wants to join me, they can they can check them out. You know, if they were smart, they promote the the concert with the Arizona Quarter. Oh, there you go. Because of the coin and Arizona. Oh, oh man. Oh, oh, man. Missed opportunity there. <laughs> Sure, I'll be sure to tweet him about that. Yeah, tweet him about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's my like. Um, I'll, like I said, I'll be playing music um, from from them and a couple songs from both Coin and Arizona. And you should check them out. They're both on Apple Music right now. So if you have Apple Music, you can download them without anything. Um, and uh, and so check them out. That's my like. We're cool. going on to Russ next. All right, so my like this week is a movie that I revisited recently. Um, it's about a... Guy who finds out he's a father and he's caring for his ailing father and he doesn't know if he really wants to be doing this stuff and all his life choices and all that stuff. And oh yeah, it takes place in the X-Men universe. Uh-huh. So I think we've uh, mentioned Logan before, but we haven't done a spoilerish review. So I don't think so. I say let's spoiler up this yeah, thing. It's, it's, <laughs> out on, it's out on Blu-ray and DVD. Yeah, it's so, just out you know. on Blu-ray and DVD. I borrowed... Tim's Blu-ray um, version of it to show my kids, and just fell in love again with this movie. This is such a good movie. Not you don't even need to be an X-Men fan to no. do it because it's not really an X-Men movie. No, it just happens. It's a great drama that happens to take place in the X-Men universe. So, so Logan is, um, I guess, is based on the comic Old Man Logan. So he's mm-hmm. he's he's very he's old or older. You know, you can tell he's been beat up and. He's um, actually sick from, you find out, from his adamantium skeleton. It's leaching into his body, so he's not healing as well as he used to, and his claws don't work as great as they used yeah. to. And well, it takes place in, like, 2029 or something? Yeah, I think like it's 2029, so it's... Quite uh, a few years in the future. Yeah, it's a few years in the future, but it's also got the aesthetic that, you know, things haven't changed that much right. from our point of view, and that's, you know, 10 years or whatever in the future is not... We're not going to see flying cars or anything like that right. yet. So. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very grounded in reality, and it really, um, it's a great swan song for Hugh Jackman playing this character, I think. Um, yep. He, I think he was excited to do this because he could still find something new, you know, to find in Logan. And so 
Hugh Jackman's great. Patrick Stewart is great. Um, the the girl is uh, I forget her name, but she's great. But she's great. Um, here I'll find it. Daphne Keene. Yeah. So she's a bilingual, you know, Spanish and English, and and most of her uh, most of the role is nonverbal. Right. So, but she's fantastic, and she did all her own stunts because you can't find an eleven year old. You know, du- double for the <laughs> Really, that was her doing all yeah. the stunts. That's I, I, I'd say the majority of them. Yeah, but but she did most of it. And uh, so we got done watching this movie, and Nick immediately says, we're going to buy that, right? <laughs> and then it was like, it, it was midnight when we were done watching it, and then we're like, let's watch the extras. So we stayed up till 2 o'clock, <laughs> <laughs> because we were all so interested in, yeah. in this movie and everything. So James Mangold is the... Uh, is the director, and he... He did other ones, didn't he? He did Wolverine. Okay. He said, in the extras, he says, this is the third time I've worked with Hugh Jackman. And I'm like, what other... Did he do another, you know, X-Men one? But he didn't. He did Kate and Leopold. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yes. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Anyway. Would have been with claws. Would have been with claws. Would have been with claws. Exactly. So. <laughs> but uh, but this, this movie is just great that, you know, Logan is is ruining all his decisions. He knows that anybody he loves dies, basically, and so he, he tries to keep people at arm's length, and he does not want to be... Claws length. Claws length. <laughs> <laughs> so his daughter, X-23, or is she X-24? Anyway, she's you know she's a mutant that, uh, that has Logan's DNA, and um, so he finds out that you know she's basically his daughter and uh, does not want to... Have anything to do with her, but as these things go, you know, he slowly basically falls in love. And um, well, and then the other thing that you mentioned before is that you know Patrick Stewart plays a very old Professor X, yeah. Charles Xavier, who is suffering from uh, from a degenerative brain he, disease. Right. Which so is, the most powerful, right, most powerful uh, brain in the world, right, is yeah. now is his now, brain is feeling him. So and, it's really dangerous. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it's so it's such a I think just an interesting concept. It's like. You know, the 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 superhero universe, you know, is very fantastical. But this is like you, like you said before, grounding it in reality. Yeah. Like here's this person who's actually suffering from old age, and it could be Alzheimer's or right. dementia or something yeah, like that. What it is. Cannot control his powers yeah. anymore, and so they have to keep him like almost sedated on a constant basis. Right. And, Otherwise, and keep him hidden away from society, or he's gonna. And there's a little hints of that that, that things have gone bad already yeah. for him. And, uh, yeah, you get a lot of hints of... Which is good. Yeah, I yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, there's this scene where, like, he's kind of explaining to what you think is Logan, the the school at Westchester and stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, which I think is also just so... Like, because, you know, is this is a fantastic scene with Patrick Stewart and, you know, someone who looks like Wolverine. Right. <laughs> like, oh, right, yeah. Um, just, like, standing there, like, over the bed, and he's just, like, you know, basically making this confession. Right. You know, Logan yeah. knows it all. Like, it's more of a, you know confession to the audience he hasn't mm-hmm. really been like yeah. talking about the whole movie and he just gets stabbed in the chest and it's right great. right so it's a great death scene so. <laughs> right yeah so i mean they're kind of not um putting the the final story of both logan and professor x right. in this movie yeah so there's a major spoiler right there yeah yeah, so, yeah Russ, there was i said it was movie, spoiler so. that's true <laughs> so uh this is definitely an r-rated movie oh yeah um, yeah the they do not. Scene. They do not shy away from what Wolverine's claws would actually do, and which I think is great because it's like, yeah. I mean, Hugh Jackman even I think talks about in the extras like, you know, 
a PG movie with Wolverine, I think you know we have to uh, that that he's he's felt like they've been limited because right. you know, if you actually had <laughs> these claws coming out of your right. hands, you would be slicing and dicing people, and there would be blood. And there's a fantastic scene. I think the best scene, uh, the best action piece of the movie is where they're in the hotel and and uh, Professor X has the the seizure or whatever. Right. So you know it's kind of um, uh, not Matrix, but... Uh, well, it's already slowed down. Like, it's slowed down, yeah. Stuff is slowed down. Like, everyone is, like, frozen, frozen kind of right. because of, like, his his power of his, his telekinesis right. or whatever. And, and Logan has some some kind of power that allows him to sort of get over that. So he struggles up to the hotel room and, and takes out all these assassins yeah. while, they're, while they're frozen there. It's, so it's kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but very brutal. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's because he's, you know, he's got this... His, Healing powers that are able. Yeah, and he's hurt. He's hurting. He's, he is definitely hurt. But he's yeah. he's yeah. able to overcome it because out of sure will kind of thing. Yeah, I think I think Daphne King is also able. Like right, she's some yeah. of this into it too, and she has the same powers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but with a foot claw. Right. <laughs> and you gotta you gotta mention the shady you know government organization who has who has been taking all this. Oh yeah. Mutant DNA and and making you know. Um, Trying to make weapons. Out right. Of everybody, weapon, weaponizing so, yeah. this DNA by. By creating artificially creating you know children um, with mutant powers, right? Yeah, and they're pretty much the only means that are left because right. you know Xavier just like wiped out most of them by accident. <laughs> yeah, right. And I really like the uh, the main villain guy Pierce. The, yeah, you know he kind of had this southern accent and mm-hmm. and was a fan of the mutants, but yeah, also well, that, was that, in fact that first scene with him in like the limo or whatever. Yeah, all right. Just so great. Yeah, yeah. So there's lots of great writing in this. So <laughs> great writing, yeah. great acting, great set pieces. Yeah, great ending and great, great ending, ending. Yeah, yeah. So so definitely uh, worth your time to to get it on Blu-ray or DVD. And I have not watched the the Logan Noir version, which is it's black and white. Yeah. So. Have, you, have you seen it? I haven't seen it. Okay. Yeah, it came with it though, so I'm, I'm yeah. interested to see that also. So I have to pick up the Blu-ray myself and. <laughs> And watch the noir version. Well, going back to, like, you know, the reason it's rated R is that Wolverine, the character Logan, has always been a pretty gruff character, yeah. very um, kind of a loner, doesn't do well with, doesn't play well with others. Right. Um, and you see that in a few of the other movies, like that one scene from one of the um, X-Men First Class or something like that, when they try to recruit Wolverine in the bar. Oh, yeah. And, you know... And he says the one yeah, F word. Yeah, he gets the, the one F word in there. But this, this, I mean, but so you take that and it's like that's how that's who Logan is, and so you yeah. kind of let him loose to talk like he would talk. And right. He's very gruff and he's very you know rough around the edges and he doesn't you know doesn't talk nice with others. Also, one of my favorite scenes is the scene that precedes you know the Charles Xavier's confession when they kind of meet that family. Oh yeah, they're, they're sitting around the table and it's just I don't know it's just it's just. It's a pretty heavy scene, you know. It's a, it's, yeah, it's, but it's it's, it's a great kind of showing what a family really is, right, and, exactly. and what he's missing out right. on, and yeah, and why he shouldn't love people, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it doesn't people. end well with family, but uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. But that's just a and that's a really really good good yeah. good action scene, also with with all the different elements that come yeah. into play, and it makes what happens to the family so much more tragic. Oh, right, I know, <laughs> I know, because you you kind of like you this is that. one scene, you're like, oh, these people are really great, and they're really great for, for yeah. Xavier and and then the, yeah, X twenty three or X twenty four. I think she's twenty three and like the I Wolverine think, clone is yeah, twenty four. Yeah, oh, I think, I think yeah. that's it. Yeah. yeah. So, so you kind of get 
and even what Logan has been missing and, and, and maybe even at some points yearning for this family, right, yeah. this, this relationship, but the, but then you see why. Well, his, yeah, his last words are, so this is what it feels like. Yeah. So that can be taken. I mean, that's what love feels like. That's what death feels like. That's what, you know, loss feels like. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, so that's yeah. good. Oh, and I also want to mention Stephen Merchant is awesome as Cal. Yeah, he is. Um, so he's kind of the wife character, sort of, in the... <laughs> In the Logan, um, Professor X, and Caliban relationship, it's sort right. of, you know, they're kind of like this, nag- Logan and, and Caliban right. are kind of like this old married couple who nag each other a lot and yeah. stuff. So. Yeah. But once again, he's he's hiding for reasons also. That yeah. He's a pretty powerful mutant. Right, and he used to be on the bad guy's side, now yeah. he's on the good guys. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Stephen Merchant. He's, he's really good in it, too. <laughs> so. so, highly recommended by all three of us is to go see Logan. But if you right haven't, we already spoiled it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It's still worth seeing. still worth your time. Oh, yeah. Definitely. All right. I guess that means I'm up. It means you're up. Um, I also wanted to talk about a movie, because I wanted to talk about something that wasn't a TV show for the first time in a little while. Yeah. <laughs> um, and well, I guess it's not even so much... Well, it's probably a movie that I want to talk about, because um, I got to see Wonder Woman uh, last mm-hmm. week. So did I. Um but I, so I want to talk about, A, the movie's great. Yes. Um, but B, I also like the fact that DC finally put out a not-garbage movie. Right. right. Like, for their, like, <laughs> DC extended universe. Um, so that that is as thrilling to me, is just how great Wonder Woman is. Uh-huh. Um, because both Batman v Superman and The Suicide Squad are just hot piles of garbage. <laughs> right. And just, like, I had basically lost all faith in that entire... Yep. Cinematic universe they were going. Well, for. even going back before Batman v Superman was Man of Steel. Man of Steel, I think, is okay. It's okay. It's not just it's not the ending. Great. Is just like oh, the, the ending is terrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Man of Steel like is at least an okay movie. It was really good like, until the very ending, and then you're like, yeah. what? Yeah. Well, I don't even know if it was really good. Yeah, <laughs> it was like it was okay. It was like, it was like it was, mediocre. It was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it was interesting. It wasn't a Superman movie, but Wonder Woman is a great Superman yes. movie. <laughs> Wonder Woman is a much better Superman movie than Superman was. Yeah. Um, because like people smile and like she saves people. Uh-huh. Um, and it's really great. Um, I, I, as you know, uh, early reviews were starting to come out of this. Everyone saying, "Oh, this is the best movie since, or the best DC movie since The Dark Knight," which is a really low bar, yeah. <laughs> like a really low bar. But it does make that bar. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, so I don't, I don't think that's a great way to describe the movie, just because of how. I mean, you just need to be like a mediocre movie to be the best movie right. since The Dark Knight. <laughs> um, but this is like a really good movie. I think like this is a great it's, superhero it's really, movie. Yeah, it's a great superhero movie. It's it's really hard not to compare it to Captain America: The First Avenger. Yeah. Um, but I think it compares really favorable. Like I I put it right around mm. there, like a solid yeah. like B plus uh-huh. uh, kind of movie. Um, and yeah, and like I love Captain America: The First Avenger. It's not my favorite of the Marvel movies. Right. Um, and I don't think you know Wonder Woman's my favorite of the super movies that's come out recently. Although I can definitely understand why. You know, if you're, like, especially, like, a young girl, like, you would be all over the... And, yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah. Like, because there's finally, like, a good female-led superhero movie. Um, because we definitely haven't seen that. You know, I think... <laughs> I think the last two, uh, somewhat female-led superhero movies were Catwoman and Elektra. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> stinkers. So, again, a really low bar. <laughs> um, and it doesn't just, you know, you know, pass that bar, and, mm-hmm. you know... Wonder Woman leaps right over the bar. Yes. Um, and, you know, raises With her Wonder that Woman bar. leaping ability. <laughs> yeah. And she's she's very good at jumping. Uh, yes. This Wonder Woman. 
Um, so the stars Gal Gadot, uh, Chris Pine, uh, Robin White, right, um, and I think the logical progression of her House of Cards character. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Lucy Davis and uh, David Thewlis. And Connie Nielsen plays her mom. Yeah, I just don't really know who... I, I recognize the name, yeah, but I don't... and recognize the face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, that's a person I know, and the name could be like, that's a name that I know, but I can't think of anything I've seen her in. I'll look at um, <laughs> So, yeah. Um, and it's also it's directed by Patty Jenkins, who is... So oh, this right, is yeah. also the biggest, uh, you know, uh, female-directed, mm-hmm. um, like, summer blockbuster yeah. or whatever, which is yeah. great. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, you know, mostly really well directed. There's some, definitely some freeze framing that's, it, like, it's a cool thing, but I think the CG just doesn't quite work in, oh, yeah. like, a couple of the shots. Um, so that's definitely not a fault of the direction. Like, if it's just like, oh, like, because it's really cool, because, like, they'll go from, like, live, or at least it looks like they're going from, like, live action real quick um, to, like, a CG and, like, doing, um, you know, some speed ramping and some mm-hmm. stuff in there. Um, and it looks really cool. Just there was a couple times where the, the, the CG model quite. just didn't quite nail yeah. it. Um, and maybe it's overused a tad, but yeah. you can say that about, you know, everything in the Zack Snyder right? <laughs> uh, movies. Real quick, Connie Nielsen was uh, Commodus' sister in Gladiator. Oh, yeah. yeah. Seen her in. Cool. Yeah, I definitely would not have pulled that out of a hat. Uh, I haven't seen Gladiator in a long, long time. Um, but yeah, this is a great movie. Like, people, there's, like, smile, and it's about, you know, like, believing in people, and, like, like there, there's actually good in humanity, unlike right. everything that <laughs> Superman stands for. But also about sticking to your beliefs, yeah. what you believe is right and wrong, and not having any angst about it, you know, yeah. actually standing up for what's good and what's right, mm-hmm. and doing that, no matter what anyone else is saying. So I like that. That's like, she has no angst, really. No, like, she's great. And I mean, and she was definitely one of the better parts of Batman v Superman, although I think she still has one of my least favorite scenes in the entire movie, where, <laughs> like, during, like, like the climax of the movie, she's watching YouTube videos for no apparent reason. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> and that's not a fault of the actress. That's right, definitely that's a fault the of the writing. Her, like, that, that scene serves almost no purpose in the in the movie. She's like, oh, look, there's just a folder. sets you up for Justice League. Exactly. And it, like, like legitimately detracts from the other stuff that's going uh, around. But at least I didn't have to look at Superman for a while. So <laughs> there was that. Um, so I'm just really glad that hopefully this is a course correction for, like, the entire... Like, I think they've hopefully... It seems like they'd seen the feedback from, you know, Batman v Superman and try to do some course correction in Suicide Squad, but, but by that point it was just way too late, and the movie just turned into just a horrible mess. Um, because, it, like, it, I don't know, I, it's still hard to believe that someone, like, made Suicide Squad on purpose and, like, released mm-hmm. it to the public. Because <laughs> um, it's just, it's just so bad. Um, so it really seems like they've hopefully, you know, righted the course. And it actually makes me a lot, like, actually excited for the Justice League movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, because... Which there's a little bit of news there, you know, Zack Snyder had to pull out and... and um... Oh, yeah. Joss Whedon stepping in. I don't know exactly what all his involvement is going to be, if he's going to course correct some of the things yeah. that maybe Zack Snyder had messed up, because his last few, I mean, <clears throat> Batman v Superman was horrible, so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was I was listening to some podcast or reading some article, and they were talking about how it really is a shame that 
like, A, there's the circumstance of why Zack right, Snyder had exactly. to uh, step out or horrible because he's dealing with, like, the suicide of his daughter. Oh, right, yeah. Um, so, like, <laughs> but the the fact that everyone's, you know, yay, finally you're gone. And, <laughs> right. Like, let's, yeah, that's terrible. Um, but, like, basically at this point, like, it's anything that's bad about, you know, the Justice League movie will get blamed on Zack Snyder and everything that's good about the Justice League right, movie will get, you know... Even though we really don't know, <laughs> yeah, right. Josh Whedon. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it probably, probably won't let us know either, right? Um, and I mean, he's coming on pretty late in the game, yeah. so I don't think like he can do a whole like. I think if it's a good movie, like most of that's on Zack yeah. Snyder, yeah, um, and you know the DC team, and not just Josh Whedon single handedly. Mm-hmm. Um, although I guess it sounds like he was involved. I mean, I guess he's Justin's been involved with the movie for a while now, mm-hmm. um, but and he's doing the uh, what the uh, Batgirl movie, right? I think um, so. Yeah, which is super exciting. Yeah, um, yeah. And what's well, that? I haven't heard anything about that. I haven't heard casting or anything. Well, I don't think there is any news oh, other than okay. Joss Whedon's directing. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, because as far as I remember, that was like I had didn't even know the movie exist was going to exist <laughs> until they announced that hey, there's going to be a, a Batgirl movie and Joss Whedon's gonna direct I'm like oh well, I'm excited about that um so yeah that's that's really uh hardening um so I'm hoping that these DC movies like actually don't suck now yeah um because it's just they've just been so depressing like like both to watch and to like <laughs> hear about and just yeah. like they're just so grim and sad and right like, there's nothing hopeful in any of those movies. Right. And, like, Superman's supposed to be, like, this beacon of hope. Right. Um, and he's just, like, real broody. Um, it's like they've made a Superman movie in the style of, you know... Like, Batman is less broody than Superman in Batman is <laughs> Superman, <laughs> which is real wrong. Because um, once again, you see his parents die in a right. Batman movie. <laughs> um, but they do become besties because their moms have the same name. Yeah. So, that's that's their safe word. Yeah, that's just the worst. I think that movie's the worst. I think people know if they've listened to this podcast our disdain for Batman v Superman. Um, yeah, so it was really it was really still exciting not to be seen it. it was really exciting to be sitting in this movie and like I really like this. Like yeah. I'm having a lot of fun. And the actors um, great. The good guys were great. The bad guys were great. Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of like I, you know, some issues I think towards the end where like it kind of turns into like a CGI like big battle yeah. thing. Um, which I think also kind of detracts it, like, from the movie, and you can't talk about that too much without spoiling some stuff, but, like, I think there was, like, this really cool theme about, you know, war and, like, what leads people to do things Mm -hmm. that kind of got undercut by the actual ending of the movie. Yeah. Um, but it's a great movie. (laughs) Oh, it is. It's really good. Um, so, yeah, go see Wonder Woman, like, and smile while you're doing that. (laughs) Yeah. There's a great, I just saw a great little featurette, a little, a little background about it. It was like a 10-minute, you know, thing. It might might end up on the Blu-ray. Mm. It was like an ex, almost like an extended preview, but a little background. Mm-hmm. Patty Jenkins, you hear Patty Jenkins, you hear Chris Pine, you hear Gal Gadot talk about the movie and just, you know, how great Patty Jenkins is. And so you get a little bit of, see some of the background. Um, it's, it was a lot better actually actually seeing the movie than, yeah. than watching that. Going, oh, I remember that scene. Oh, I remember that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I would have watched it before then, I would have been like, oh, I wish I would have waited until after I saw the movie mm-hmm. to see this. So yeah, there was an interesting quote from Patty Jenkins saying like she definitely would not have cast Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, um, 
but like she's really glad that Gal Gadot like yeah. it's like that's not who I would pick, but she's the perfect person for yeah. it. Um, it's just like one of those things like, hey, the studio did something right. <laughs> um, yeah, they've casted most of this stuff well. They just horribly misused most of the actors yep. in these movies. Yep. Right. Um, so I think Henry Cavill's a fine Superman. He's just not allowed to like do anything. <laughs> right. He's, yeah. He, um, ben Affleck was great as, you know, Batman. And I'm, that's what I'm looking forward to Justice League. You get to see a little bit more of Batman. I looked like that one line where, um, was it the Flash asks him what your superpower is? He's like, I'm super rich. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I like that line. That's a good line. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and it looked like they were even, like, because there was a, like, a press thing right after uh, Batman v Superman came out, like, as they're shooting Justice League, and they were really highlighting all of the comedy in the movie. So it seemed like even back then they were trying to say, no, this one's not going to suck. And like, <laughs> like this one will have jokes. Like yeah. someone's going to laugh in this movie. Um, so it seems like, you know, even when Zack Snyder was, you know, completely, it looks like, the, you know, Ezra Miller as a flash going to bring some of the levity in there. doesn't look yeah. like Aquaman's very happy guy. Though, no, but, but that might be good. So you get some and I levity. Keep forgetting and the cyborgs in the movie. Oh, right. Like, until I see yeah. the trailer, I'm like, Oh right. That's a character. Yeah. Um, <laughs> looks pretty cool though. Yeah. He looks cool. <laughs> Um, I'm excited about that. Yeah. So go see Wonder Woman. If you haven't seen it, go see it. It's still in theaters. And uh, it's a great it's a great summer movie, great action I movie. I will go see it. Superhero yeah, movie. you should. All right. Well, we'll take a short break. I'll play some music by Arizona during the break. And then we'll come back with our dislike. I build my love like a castle in the sun. No one comes down. It comes tumbling to the ground when she speaks. It's a dangerous fantasy, sets me free It's where I want to be She sets me free where I want to be, want to be She sets me free where I want to be and her Okay, we're back, and we go in reverse order, so since Andrew talked last about his like he starts with his dislike yeah. uh yeah this one's probably gonna be pretty short because my dislike is how like i saw i saw a movie last night mm-hmm. um and the movie's called it comes at night mm-hmm. um and I heard good things about it yeah this movie is almost impossible to talk about without spoiling the entire yeah. movie uh, okay um, and that's what i don't like about it like, <laughs> but i don't like that I, like i want to talk about it but i can't really have any kind of discussion without spoiling, spoiling it, stuff yeah. Um, I will say that, like, and this is another thing I dislike about the movie, like, uh, the, the marketing for it is wildly misrepresenting what the actual movie yeah. is, okay. um, and also spoiling major, like, so, like, it not only doesn't tell you what the actual movie's about, like, it spoils some, like, pretty major, like, stuff from the movie. I don't think I've seen the previews, that's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, don't watch them. Um, if you're gonna see the movie, just go see it. Um, this is a really difficult movie to talk about, and and I think it's also going to be like very you know divisive for audiences. Like mm-hmm. like I think I really liked the movie, but I wasn't sure after the movie ended <laughs> how I felt about it. Uh-huh. I was like this that was either horrible or genius, uh-huh. and I'm not really sure which one right now. And I've had to like because I had to like process what I just saw. Um, it's a really interesting movie, oh. and it's. Joel Egerton, all right. Yeah, he's the one name that I knew in this movie. Okay. Um, it's a very small movie. It's uh, put out by, you know, A24, who's, I guess they're, they're pretty much known now for, like, fairly low-budget, mm-hmm. like, horror movies. And this isn't definitely not a traditional horror movie, because I don't, 
I don't know that there's a single jump scare in this movie. No. It's definitely more of a psychological thriller, That's I think, good. than a horror movie. Because um, it's really just about, you know, these characters are in a situation and they're trying to figure out how to deal with that situation. Um, and one thing I really, really like about it, um, I think we talked about A Cure for Wellness mm-hmm. um, on the podcast yeah. and how one of my biggest gripes about that movie is you just feel so much smarter than everybody in it. Yeah. And you feel like you have more information <laughs> yeah. than you're supposed... Like, you have more information than the characters have. So everything the characters are doing just seems really dumb. Mm-hmm. And it's just, a, it's just a dumb movie, like, where it treats the audience like they're dumb. Um, and this doesn't necessarily treat the audience like they're, like, particularly smart. It just doesn't, like... You're not really, I don't know that you're trying to figure out what's going on, but, like, it doesn't, I think it just doesn't care what you think. Uh (laughs) Like, it's just, like, you know, I think, I felt like I I always knew exactly how much the characters knew, and the characters don't, are in a situation, like, the movie puts them in a situation where they don't know a whole lot. Right. And that's kind of the point of the movie, is that they don't really know a whole lot. Um, and sort of just, you know, what decisions you make based on the information you mm-hmm. have. Um, I mean, there, there are some real, like, big, they're, they're not plot holes, but like, you know, there's some, definitely some unanswered questions yeah, in this movie. Yeah. And the movie's not interested in answering them. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just not, it just doesn't care because if the characters don't know, then you don't know. Yeah, and okay. that's just how it is. Okay. Um, but the, like, when the, the credits, you know, came up, like, I think about half the theater just groaned. <laughs> like, what? Like, what? <laughs> like, that's... Okay. Um, and, like, I just kind of sat... Like, I wasn't expecting a post-credit scene, but, like, I just kind of, like, you know, sat in the seat for a while. It's just, like, I, I don't really know how to react to this movie. <laughs> Did you see um, with anybody? Did you go by yourself? No, I just decided... Okay. I, 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 it, was la- I, it was last night. This was probably around 9 o'clock, 9.15... Um, and I saw, you know, I was flipping through the internet and I saw some article and I was like, oh yeah, I heard that was really good. And I looked up Showtimes and there was one starting in 15 minutes. So okay. I was like, I'm just going to go see it. <laughs> um, <laughs> is it a pretty full crowd? No. Okay. Um, it's fairly empty. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, A24 is, you know, makes a lot of these mm-hmm. fairly low budget, uh, yeah. horror movies and it's pretty cool because they seem to just give, you know, the creative powers behind it full control because uh-huh. they're not really investing a ton of money and sometimes they work out really well like split i think was made by them mm-hmm. i still um, seen that yeah I still yeah which is that. fantastic so like when they do well you know they way exceed their budgets they're all made for probably like 10 or 15 million dollars uh-huh. which is definitely a low budget for movie nowadays right. yeah. um and i think uh i think get out was also theirs mm-hmm. um which is also a fantastic movie um, I don't I haven't seen yet. Yeah, this one's definitely not going to be like some huge runaway success, probably. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of backlash for the movie just because of how misrepresenting the the marketing is. Uh-huh. But I also have no idea how you would market this movie. <laughs> like, like an actual like representation of this movie would be a terrible trailer. So, like, I think they're really in a bit of a pickle <laughs> um, as far as the marketing goes, because you want people to see the movie. But you can't, sh- like, what the movie's actually about is not going to get people into the theater. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if you're going to, if you enjoy the movie, you're going to really like it. Um, and I'm being purposely incredibly vague. <laughs> um, All right. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's a really, really interesting movie that a lot of people will probably hate. Um, and I think I really like it. <laughs> All right, got to see it now. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
yeah, it's definitely one that's kept me thinking mm-hmm. uh, since last night. Oh, okay. Uh, which is, you know, always good. It's either it means it's a really good movie or a really, really bad movie. Right. It just made me angry. It definitely doesn't make me angry. Um, it's just definitely, it's definitely not traditional. Oh, okay. Um, and it definitely warrants some good discussion after, okay. after the movie. So if you're interested in horror movies and don't mind, you know, stuff being left unresolved, mm-hmm. Like, hey, you can enjoy this. <laughs> right. Last well, the uh, new movie, It Comes at Night. All right. On to you, Russ. All right. So your dislike was kind of a like. But, uh, so is mine. <laughs> yeah. I, you, know, you know, I rag against trailers that give, a, give away too much or trailers that look like for, for really bad movies. So I saw a trailer that I don't like because it does neither of those things. It, <laughs> it looks like it's, it's intriguing and it looks really good. Um, and have you seen the War for the Planet of the Apes Nova trailer? No. Nova trailer. So Nova is the girl, the little girl. You may have seen a glimpse of her yeah. in the other trailers. Yeah. I saw that amazing poster with like yeah. the ape and her. Like, yeah. That's, so, an, that's an amazing poster. So the trailer is, I think, perfect because it intrigues you enough to see what's her relationship with these apes. And, you know, it makes it... It kind of reminded me of Logan somehow. Like, the mm. apes are kind of falling in love with her, it looks like. And, mm. you know, so what do they do with this human that they shouldn't really have and all this stuff. So um, so the trailer is really intriguing, but doesn't give anything away, and I hate that. <laughs> no, I don't. I love it, actually. I'm just cheating. Um, I also hate how good the apes look. I mean, it's, it's like, scary yeah. how fantastic. I was reading an article that said... That uh, wet, uh, wet is doing the special effects, and it takes thirty to forty hours to render each frame of the movie. Wow. So, <laughs> so they must have banks and banks and banks of computers oh, to yeah. render each frame. Um, Holy cow! Well, even yeah. like the very, from the very first movie with that orangutan, you, yeah. if you would have told me, I couldn't tell that was CGI. That was but all it, completely. It's CGI. even better now. Really? So, yeah. Wow. Because yeah, that was that was an amazing. Because you know it has it has the scenes with. The orangutan and the girl together, and you can't tell yeah. which is amazing, you know, which is real, which isn't. So, yeah, I I, I love it when it, a trailer is well made, and it is. So, what is that yeah. movie coming out? Are they coming out? Uh, I don't remember out? what it's on. I saw the poster the other day but... in July, I think. July. <gasps> yeah, but I'll June, look July, it up. It's yeah. not August. It's a summer movie. Um, yeah, it's a summer movie that looks really good. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. While there's a pause. I might as well. I, I wanted to say, if you want to know how little I know about it comes at night after seeing the movie, I still don't know what comes at night. <laughs> like, awesome. I have no idea, no clue. <laughs> so that's how little answers I have right now. All right, I'm intrigued. <laughs> so, is there anything more you want to say about Planet of the Apes trailer? No. That- yeah. I didn't really have a dislike, we'll, sorry. We'll probably be saying more about the movie after it comes yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Imagine, so. Hopefully right. in the like column. Yeah. Or in the fake dislike column. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, my dislike is actually a dislike. And this is going into Weird. the... This is going into the... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm breaking with tradition. This is going into the, the... What were they thinking? Nasty fast food creations these days, Uh-oh. and that is the, the Burger King Cheetos mac and cheese things. Oh, yeah. Have you seen those at all? I have seen them. I have not I eaten them. I saw one of the, the youth eating one the other day, and I said, oh, look at that. On purpose? I like, yeah, on purpose. <laughs> so I was you know traveling um, yesterday about a five, six hour car ride, and so I stopped at a, 
um, one of these, you know, places along the road, a rest center thing, what do we call it, like a travel center? Travel, yeah. Yeah, and um, it was on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. And, uh, and so I was like, Burger King, I'm like, ah, I'll try these things. It was it was a mistake. mistake. <laughs> it was a mistake. I got five. I, I I actually ate them all, but when I'm eating them, I'm like, this is not good. It's I don't like, even know that I wouldn't want. I mean, I don't love mac and cheese in general, but I feel like mac yeah. and cheese from a Burger King is already a mistake. Right. Exactly. And then, then you deep fry it in this Cheeto coating yeah. thing. Yeah. It was an it was an abomina- abomination that I thought I'll give it a try. Who knows? I could be surprised. Yeah. I could be like, right. these things are be like great. The most yeah. thing. But no, it was like, these things are <laughs> yeah. nasty. I will never eat these ever again. Yeah. How many more rest stops do you need after you eat <laughs> the Cheetos? <laughs> yeah, luckily no, no internal distress yeah. caused by them. I got you pretty, know, got it's got only a, been a day. Still stomach, yeah. <laughs> um, but then I had like chicken fries afterwards, and it was like a very disappointing meal. Um, yeah, but chicken fries are not great. No. Like, they're no. pretty dry. Like, they're another thing. The one or two times I've had them. I mean, like a, a mashup of two foods, sort of. <laughs> right. But, yeah. And I haven't tried, but, you know, so, like, Taco Bell has these, like, these chicken chip things that you dip in cheese. Have you seen those? Oh, I, like, I saw the triangle yeah, commercial shape. for them, yeah. Chicken, like, deep yeah. fried, like the... Like naked the, chicken chips. Or... Yeah, naked chicken chips. So I haven't tried, but I probably will just, for science purposes. For yeah. science. Yeah. Um, because, you know... Right, so we don't have Like, to. Taco yeah. Bell's, like, whatever, this thing, Burger King, or, like, competing on, like, yeah. how, what, how nasty can we make yep. food. But at least that's just, you know, that's just chicken. That's just fried chicken shaped right. differently. Right. Like, I don't have an issue with, you know, that... Deep fried mac and cheese, like yeah. coated in Cheetos from a fast yeah. food restaurant, sounds like oh, no thanks. It was it was it was not good. Yeah. Did not make the trip go any better. <laughs> <laughs> in a car ride, yeah, you for probably a while. drove faster. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, um, but I had some hot tamales, so that washed it down with hot tamales. That always helps. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a it was a it was a train wreck waiting to happen, but. Luckily, I made it home in time. I steel stomach of years of training. <laughs> years of youth group training. Years of youth group training have, have made me, you know, impervious to almost all nasty uh, food. But was not not easy going down, I'll tell you that much. So there you go. That's my, my dislike, nasty fast food. Um, if you've tried the naked naked chicken chips, and, or if you try the cheese mac and cheese know. and have a different opinion, I'd love to hear it and want to know why and maybe get a psyche bell on you. Um <laughs> But there you go. That's my that's my dislike. Cool. And I think that's it. Thank you for tuning in. And um, hopefully, um, like I said, once again, it won't be too long <laughs> until our next podcast. But until then, I'm Tim. I'm Russ. And I'm Andrew. We'll see ya. Thanks for listening to the Pumping Irony Podcast. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or any other podcast program. You can leave a positive review and a rating for us on iTunes if you like what you hear. You can interact with us on our website at www.pumpingironypodcast.com or on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash pumpingironypodcast. We'd love to hear from you. You can also follow us on Twitter by searching at Pumping Irony Pod.